Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Folks, let me first tell you, I hope, I hope everyone that's listening to my voice right now understand what is going on in America. And it starts not only on the political side, but the economic side on every side. You know, before I came into uh, the studio today, I stopped and do what's customary, right? I go ahead and get my gasoline, and it's 20 cents higher at Costco than I paid for it last week. The thugs are in business again. I know you don't like some of you. By the way, I am not talking about my great oil worker, those workers who work for the oil companies and all these other folks. Love you guys, but the corporate executives are at it again. I want to reiterate to everybody listening to my voice right now. There is no oil shortage. There is an oil glut. We are looking at market manipulations. I need everybody to understand that so that we don't continue to tolerate these prices. Secondly, I want to ask everybody who is listening to my voice to remember that we are a, what again? A community radio station. And this station needs your support to stay on air to provide you unadulterated truths. So please remember to call 713-526-5738. Hit the number one if you want to donate. Number two if you want to come on air. But go to kpft.org and hit that great donate button and say, I want to support those people. I want to nourish that which is given me the wherewithal to be the right voice for you. And work your stuff is right here. So, folks, please go ahead and give us a call or call or go to kpft.org. Now, I have a great guest in the house today. This guy is one of my heroes. Uh, during the walkout, the necessary walkout of the Texas State Legislature, he was one of the folks who assisted in making sure, organized it in making sure it happened. State Representative John Rosenthal is going to discuss with us today shenanigans, election shenanigans, democracy, and more. Welcome to Politics Done Right, El Senor Rosenthal. How are you doing today, <laughs> sir? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm doing good. Well, before that, I like to introduce people properly. Let's tell our audience, because not everybody is in District 135. Some folks are listening from all over the country, and we want to let them know who you are, because this has national implications. State Representative John Rosenthal visits with us today. He will discuss the state of our democracy and how election deniers are disrupting our democracy. There, this is not a Texas issue. It is a national issue that is fundamentally a clear and present danger. Representative John Rosenthal has been in Texas since 1979. He graduated from the University of Texas at Austin in 1991, where John earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering. He has since worked for over 25 years as a project manager, engineering manager, and subsea systems engineer in and around the oil and gas industry. Representative Rosenthal has been a strong fighter, advocate, and champion for better public schools and health care and ensuring we have comprehensive criminal justice reform across the state of Texas. John was honored to receive the Freshman of the Year Award from the Nonpartisan Legislative Study Group the second largest caucus in the Texas State House dedicated to developing mainstream solutions and advancing sound public policy benefiting all 
Texans. Sir, welcome to Politics and Right Again. You're too kind. Thank you so That's much. That's not kind. Uh, <laughs> we like would like to do things. But anyhow, anyway, John, um, we were over at a club meeting a few days ago, and I saw you, and I am surprised that I didn't know that on December 2nd, you were challenged after you won your election by more than 6,000 votes. That's somehow right. you were challenged. Tell us a little bit about that. So, so in this case, um, uh, the, the election outcome is clear, right. right? House District 135 was, was not a competitive district um, that because of gerrymandering, very few districts in our house districts in our state are competitive at all. Right. And so this, uh, the, the margin was 15 points, 15 percentage points. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my opponent, who lost by over 6,000 votes, has, has brought a challenge to the election and actually petitioned the Secretary of State to throw out the election and, and have a new one because he cited some uh, 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 issues with voting machines and voting locations in Harris County on Election Day that uh, a relatively small number of locations compared to all of them and claiming somehow that more than 6,000 people who would have voted for him were denied an opportunity to vote. But already the district, they gerrymandered the district. They gerrymandered, I mean, it was almost next to impossible for him to have won the district, absent uh, your voters not showing up at all. Uh, so first, that's true. And second, I mean, to be completely frank, this person did not run what appeared to be a serious campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was uh, largely self-funded, so he loaned his campaign money, uh, got some signs, and put them up on the road and stuff. Um, I didn't see a uh, a concerted, multi-layer effort like you would employ to try to actually competitively win a campaign. And so on our side, we spend all of our – raise the money, spend all those resources contacting voters. We had paid canvassing. We had – volunteers in the streets i knocked on thousands of doors you know and uh and then we had internet advertising and and direct mail and all those things that you do to try to run up the numbers and and in our case i did not think i needed to run up those numbers to win our election we were trying to turn out the vote for harris county for the state of texas right. so that so that we could be competitive in our countywide and statewide races i wish all politicians thought that way because it is so it's so interesting that uh, a lot of people think they're in a safe district so they don't do a lot of work to actually realize that as if their district overperform it actually help in the larger districts or in the state at the state level as well that's right and um and so polling showed uh, that I should have been able to win this without spending a single dime mm -hmm. just because it's a deep blue district right. now um but that's not the point. And I think it actually is even more important in these safe districts for the representatives, for the people, for the, the candidates to get in the streets, to talk to the people. Because, you know, you, you, you are in an election hoping to gain the title of representative. How do I represent people if I have not heard their voices? I love that you said that. L let me put you and uh, ask you to hold one second. Folks, please, this is a call-in show as well. Give us a call at 713-526-5738 and hit extension 
2 so that you can actually get to the boards right away and be on air. 713-526-5738. Uh, I want to uh, salute the folks in the studio right now. We have on the board intern, there's Kevin, and on the phone, the one and only Rod. And, of course, our permanent intern is here. <laughs> Who is our permanent intern again? Rock and Roll Stew. Good afternoon, Rock Egberto. and Roll Stew. Rock. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, especially since we, 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 are, we are here to change the world, so we want to make sure that we just get things right. Shall we give these other guys a chance to say hi? I, th that, that's, that's the idea. You know I like to be very inclusive. So let's go ahead and hear from intern Kevin. Talk to me, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Hey, great. What are, what are you doing in the house? I mean, I've never, I've, I feel so honored to have a whole three people in the control room. What are you doing in there, Kevin? Well, normally I'm on in the middle of the night here at KPFT. But uh, we're uh, trying to, to, to bring me into the daylight and, uh, so I can start working here a little more permanently. So you won't be a vampire anymore. Right, exactly. Well, I, well I'm wrong. You're, in addition to being a vampire, you, will, you won't be. Yeah. Okay. But, I get you. I get you. And by the way, come on in, Rod. Tell, talk to me. How, how are you doing? I am doing fine, but you know what has to happen? We need to get you, you know, you're, you're handling the phones, and we don't have any phone calls yet, so I want to tell folks, let's put Rod to work, 713-526-5738, and there he goes, it worked. But anyway, let's continue, um, uh, let's, John, let's continue speaking about some issues here. So you got, you, you're, now he's challenging an election, Is it even, isn't the election already certified? The election is certified. It's a done deal. And um, But by bringing the challenge to the Secretary of State, by mm -hmm. petitioning the Secretary of State, this becomes a formal proceeding mm -hmm. that has to go through the House of Representatives. So the Speaker of the Texas House has nominated a master of discovery, a special master, mm -hmm. and this person will either... Uh, will do some initial work and either throw it out on its face mm -hmm. or he could actually appoint a, uh, a select committee in the Texas House of Representatives. We could explore this for the entire session, have a bunch of reps and have uh, discovery and documents and testimony and all that jazz really would spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of taxpayer money on a completely frivolous effort. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, what would be the purpose? Is, is there somebody making some money on doing all this research? And let, let's be frank here, because a lot of times, a lot of these studies are done because my friend owns a consultant company who can actually be hired to go ahead and pull all the records in Harris County and make a few bucks on the state. So I hadn't even thought of that, but uh, it's obviously um, an angle that's uh, it's a valid point. Someone might be making money off of that. I think the larger effort here is, uh, is, is honestly the Republican Party of Harris County, Republican Party of Texas, going after us in Harris County. So this is a vehicle to attack our elections administration and our county government in Harris County, Texas. It's interesting because you can attack Harris County as much as you want. You're not going to change the flavor of Harris County. And unless you take on some sort of an authoritarian uh, rule on Harris County where you guys make a state law or something that says, okay, we as a state are going to take over your election to ensure that it's no longer free and fair election like it has always been. What's the point? So that is the point, and that is the concern is that um, – 
they will set it to where Secretary of State will be responsible for running our elections in Harris County. Of course, we we do not want that. We want to have free and fair elections administered by the folks who are closest to the people. Let's go. A bit. I have a lot more to talk to you about, but let's go ahead and bring Ray into the fold. Ray, welcome to Politics Done Right, my brother. How are you doing, sir? Uh, happy Friday, Egberto, and uh, I want to say shout out to Representative John Rosenthal. I'm a big supporter of yours. Actually, I uh, believe I endorsed you in, in an organization, so I appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a question for the uh, state representative? Um, I guess, you know, that, that news that I heard is kind of disturbing because, I mean, you know, as we sit here on January 6th, which is fishing day in my mind, you know, one thing about our election that, you know, that's the one thing that the poor and the working class have over the corporate class. And it's like the Republican Party, that the power that be, they want to basically silence us as much as they can because they're just getting sick and tired of trying to even campaign for our vote. So they just want to basically cancel us out. And that's why they want the Secretary of State to not allow Harris County to be an independent uh, county that votes that counts our own vote at the county level. I totally agree 100% with that. State Representative, you want to add something to that? Well, I definitely agree with you, and I'm I'm grateful for your support. And we, uh, I hope that we can highlight this and and bring awareness to it. And I think you're going to see, if you haven't seen already, there's uh, the next layer of this exact same attack coming just today in the uh, in the county judges race, where uh, uh, the Alina Hidalgo's Lina opponent yeah. has announced Alexandra that. Miller that she intends to challenge this election and it the language largely reflects what my opponent has brought so it's it's clear that this stuff comes from the same place and it's a direct effort to undermine our elections and to undermine our autonomy in this county you know um i, I want to add Ray, that you know when I, I saw john at an at an event on wednesday i believe and he just came up to me and said, Egberto, you heard what happened, right? And I, I felt, I kind of felt embarrassed because it's something that I probably should have read in the Texas Tribune by now that, that he was being challenged because that happened on December 2nd. That's uh, right. That the challenge occurred. And I, I was embarrassed because I'm supposed to know all this stuff, right? And he says, oh, I'm getting challenged. And I'm like, what, what, are, what the hell are you talking about? How can a certified election be challenged? And he's like, oh, yeah. And, but the bottom line, Ray... And to the audience out there is these guys are trying to have a material effect on our election so that whatever autocratic method they use, they can come into our county and say we're doing this because after investigating, X occurred. And what we have to do is not only John as a politician here in, this, in, the, in, the, in, the, in a district that spans Harris County, but we as the people of Harris County have to ensure that we do not allow the outsiders of in the state, outside of our district, to have any attempt to come into our area and have any control over uh, the election. They used to preach, Ray, I, and I know you recall this very well, uh, one of the things that conservatives, the Republicans used to preach is local control. It's always local control until we don't get our way. And you say, Ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like they always have these... You know, minimalist rules, states' rights, 
uh, and all of that type of stuff until it doesn't work in their face. Exactly. And that's basically what they're seeing in Harris County being what I call the blue shield of Texas. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, it's amazing. Our our listeners come up with some of the greatest phrases, you know. I, I like that one, Ray. I really love that one. Before I continue here, I want to call out all our folks out there on the Internet. Uh, JP Wald, thank you so kindly for being here. Paul Fleming, thank you so kindly for being here. May Wood is in the house. Thank you so kindly for being here. As well as Lee Grant, who says, uh, Lee Grant, not much, Lee. How, t- how are you? T- well, I don't need to read that one. And Just Me says, Happy New Year to both us and the rest of the audience. Folks, uh, welcome to Politics and Right as usual. Ray, anything you want to say to the congressman before we leave? I mean to the state yeah. representative. State rep. State rep. Hey, just keep fighting for democracy. And, and on our end, the people are going to be fighting with you. You bet. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your call, Ray. You have a wonderful rest of your day, sir. All right, folks. Um, I, look, I, 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 before I, I get, the number is 713-526-5738, extension 2. Please call. Call early. Don't wait till the end of the, um, of the program like many of my great listeners do. Sometimes you kind of want to listen to the entire show, and then you call in at the end. Let's kind of get things up front, because if you have questions for John Rosenthal about what's going to be occurring in, 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 in the state legislature, which I have a lot of questions for him in that regard, you give, you give us a call. There may be something you want to know that I don't realize you need to know. But uh, I want to wrap up this on the, um, on the election. Lina Hidalgo is getting challenged, and as you said, everything looks like it came from a boilerplate pretty much. Right, right, exactly. And, and in coming from a boilerplate, it just means that we have powers that be. It just shows that these guys have always been puppeteered. That's correct. It's a coordinated attack, you know, and it happens at, at higher levels of, of establishment, you know, not necessarily just in government. Right. But the folks who are pulling the strings behind the government. Right. Well, you know, uh, Just Me has a, a prescient statement. There is a majority of decent people in the United States of America. Yes, I acknowledge there is a majority of decent people in the United States. Unfortunately, the psychopaths usually have a louder voice. If you listen to the show a couple of days ago, I explained about psychopaths in our country and that they, yes, they have a large voice that we must control. Anyhow, um, before we get to the other caller, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what do you think are going to be the highlights of uh, this year in, in, the, in the House of Representatives, in the State House of Representatives? It, well, in the Texas State Legislature in general. So yes. there, uh, I think that, uh, well, of course, you have to be a little apprehensive. Um, the, the Republicans control, and they were not challenged uh, substantively at the state level. Mm-hmm. And so whatever they were doing before, they're going to come in believing that that works for them. So right. we're going to see continued attacks on, on, on women's autonomy, women's health care, on the LGBTQ uh, um, communities. We're going to see attacks on public education, the, uh, the whole anti CRT, which mm-hmm. doesn't even exist, you know, so you're, you'll see more attacks on the culture war front. But I'm also optimistic because there's some stuff folks are talking about on both sides mm-hmm. that everybody wants. And when when you have an environment where the people can talk together and both sides want something, usually that's good for the state as a whole. So we may see pushes to to legalize cannabis, mm-hmm. to legalize gambling in mm-hmm. the state, to um, 
and I'm going to be working on public education to uh, to affect change in the way that we do standardized testing of children. I think there's a coalition to be built around that. What about uh, better normalizing districts? In other words, a, a, a state, a district that is rich with industry has a tendency to over or have more money for their district than one, let's say, in, in rural Texas. And it's amazed to, amazing to me that rural uh, state reps are so poor at wanting right-sized taxing and redistribution of resources that all Texans should be a part of to help their own communities that are struggling. It's a, you know, that's true. It's a good point. And um, you would think these folks would want equitable access to benefit, equitable access to funding. Uh, we are, I just saw a report today where a record number of rural hospitals are in danger of closing. In the next year. Brother, we spoke about that two days ago. I mentioned Yoakum, Texas, and but it wasn't the hospital in Yoakum, Texas. But a lot of hospitals have already closed yes. because they haven't accepted the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Is Dan Patrick going to do something about that to allow some modification to help Texans and not keep killing Texans as they are right now? You, you know, you would think that there would be motivation for that, especially since rural Texas really does, plays a large role in yes. helping to elect these folks. Um, but I don't think so. Well, you know what? I, I tell you what I think, John. I think uh, most people, in, and I'm coming to you, Jeffrey and Tony. I think most people in, uh, in Texas just don't understand that their politician is getting them, their politicians are getting them killed. Because there's a study out of, I, I don't remember the university, there are t over 2,000 Texans being killed every year because of their lack of insurance that the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act would have mitigated. You know, I totally believe it. Uh, but what I'm saying is I don't hear that on TV. I don't hear it on ABC 13. I don't hear it on any channel. You are in the house. Are you going to shout through the, ro through the rooftop to make sure that, that these mainstream media at least listens to you're here and you are here on independent media you're going to get your hearsay to say yeah these guys are killing x amount of texans every year oh yeah Can I, you shout that i to promise make sure? you this will be a conversation on the floor in the texas house it'll be a conversation in committees and you will see representatives i'll be one of them uh john Busey, donna howard we're going to have a number of state reps on the microphones, bringing these bills to expand Medicaid, and these are the arguments exactly that we're going to. And be what making. I hope that you all do, those of you representing us in the in the House and in the Senate, that you make again. You're not going to get the full coverage at the mainstream media level because they are owned and bought by the pharmaceuticals, the hospitals, everything else. You're going to get it from independent media. My question to you is, will you guys be using independent media to really help get your message out? I'm happy to. I don't know what, how that's coordinated um, at the level. Well, you've of started government. it by being here. Okay. Well, if you come to the Capitol, I will spend time with you. I'll be on your radio show. Sounds great. All right, let's go ahead and get Jeffrey in right now. Jeffrey, come on in. How are you doing, my friend? Jeffrey, you're on. Jeffrey. Take the mute off, Jeffrey. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Come on, Jeffrey, you're on. Is 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 a level? Is a volume level up for me? Okay, let's go ahead and go to Tony. Okay, uh, Tony, you are on. 
Tony, you're on. Hello? Can yes, you I can hear you, Tony. Okay. Um, I, I heard, I don't see a lot of um, Democrats uh, doing what the Republicans do to us and us bait us and uh, tell lies. And so I'm not recommending that we lie, but we could definitely bait them, especially like Trump, because he's a psycho whatever. Uh, we could have psychologists get together and figure out if you say this, he's going to do this. And so just off the top of my head, I think of stuff like uh, Donald Trump, you better shut, or I'm sorry to say the name, so-and-so, you better shut your mouth. Well, we know he can't shut his mouth, and so he's going to keep on talking. And that's been part of his problem, why the public is, don't like him as much anymore, because he talked, they don't like, what, every time he talks, they don't like what he has to say. So at crucial times, if we tell him to shut up, he's going to do the direct opposite or at least get psychologists together, like I said, to say how we can come at him because he's, you know, a lunatic. You know, uh, Tony, you know, I, 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 there's there's a lot of merit to what you've said. I'm going to ask our uh, our um, representative here to answer. But remember, our representative is a politician. So while uh, folks like me can say certain things, I don't expect the representative to say certain things. But representative, please. Well, <laughs> it's um, so I think that the levels of government have very different dynamics about them. And so when you're talking about what's happening in Washington, D.C. and in the federal government, and if you're watching any of these here, the the uh, the clown show that is the, the Republican House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., just trying to nominate and elect a speaker, you know, it's uh, it's a serious, it's really... How can I say this? Seriously crazy. It's unbelievable off the charts. And so a certain type of messaging probably works better at the federal level, like you're talking about. When we get into the state house, it's a little bit different. And um, I feel like the environment there, uh, uh, the representatives in the uh, my colleagues don't go after each other personally like that, like they do in Washington. And that helps us work together on the things mm -hmm. that we do want to work together on. So it's a completely different environment in the state house. And then if you, you got to look at the personality. So it's one thing if Egberto Willis or other personalities who are out there in the public sphere, um, want to use more bombastic language. But for me personally, I'm actually an engineer from the oil and gas industry, right? I am not that bombastic a person. And so it's just not my personality to. And call I want folks to add to that, like though, Rip. Uh, and I don't want, as as being our representative, I don't want you bombastic. I want you solving problems. But I want that the people on the other, uh, the, the people that are backing you to to be telling the things as they are. I mean, you can go out there and say, well, uh, you you can go on the the state floor and say, well, uh, by us not passing uh, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, two thousand three hundred. Uh, people are going to lose their life. I am going to go out there and say, by, by the evil politicians who decided not to pass the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, they are killing people. I, that is what I think America jars Americans to, to see reality. Now, what you're saying with the civility that you must have as a, pol as a good politician that you are, I understand that. But I, I think it is important for the folks that are in this domain to tell the truth. And the truth is that 
our uh, and this has nothing to do with the rep here but the truth is that they are harming they are harming our texans right now and our rural texans the people that we need to get to you know i i said in the meeting on on wednesday we have to love on our rural brothers and sisters right because they are getting harmed they are getting harmed by what's being what's occurring in austin and we have to do that we don't expect our politicians to do all the work i think they have to have a a supporting cast to get that work done uh anything else you want to add tony well no i think you uh said it best uh that uh it it needs to be a collective but there needs to be some type of organizing uh power uh to 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 uh make something like this happen like Every time uh, the governor has a meeting, ask him what is he going to do about the X, Y, Z amount of uh, uh, Texas residents that are dying uh, because he won't accept uh, Medicaid or 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 the federal dollars. You know, I mean, just like that's all we're going to ask him. Right, you thank- know, everybody. I got you, Tony. Thank you so kindly for your call, Tony. You have a great rest of your day. Alistair Waters says, I hope the next session pushes through the Medicaid expansion, but I'm truly pessimistic on this matter. I'm on a, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't stand a chance uh, at all. Until uh, until the, the Republican leadership gets behind it, they're not going to pass it. And, and uh, this... In the Texas House, they actually had a select committee in the interim here. So over the course of the last year or so, looking at ways to improve access to health care in Texas. And, of course, it's even off limits to talk about the Medicaid expansion. So I don't expect. What uh, do you mean by it's off limits? I mean, dude put in charge of this committee has been instructed, yeah, find out any way that you can do that's not a Medicaid expansion. And what is the reason for that? You know, that is a good question, and uh, and I don't understand why the governor of Texas, the lieutenant governor, and the speaker of the House are so against bringing our tax dollars that we've already paid out back to this state to help alleviate the uh, massive problems with access to health care in the state. We are the worst in the union, the worst in the union. The no, highest number of uninsured people, the highest percentage of uninsured people, the highest percentage of uninsured children in this state, of any state in the union, the highest percentage of uninsured women of childbearing age. Now, John, state. we should be, we should, every single uh, politician that believes in people should be out there saying that. And, and you are here on a program saying that. I wish we had more people just saying, hey, get us, get us on air so that we can inform our constituents as to the reason why their aunties, their, their aunties, their children are dying in the state of Texas. So we were talking a little bit, uh, just a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about decorum, but there's nothing to prevent us from saying, hey, you conservatives claim to be the party of pro-life. How come we're not protecting the lives of babies and mothers in this state by expanding Medicaid. Oh my God, that's. I, I'm glad that came out. I, I wasn't going to ask you to say that, but thank you for saying that, sir. We should say it every day. Exactly right, Wayne. Let's go ahead to Wayne. Come on in, Wayne. Bruno, how you doing? I am doing fine. Talk to me, brother Wayne. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing a little bit better. 
Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, but wait a minute. Before you get started into politics, what do you mean you're doing a little bit better? Were you ill? Yeah, I had a cough, and then I'm touching pneumonia, but I'm getting better. Well, I'm glad that you're getting better. You know we need you around, brother. Go ahead and make your case, sir. Yeah, I, I want to talk about these Texas Republicans crying about the losing races here in the city of Houston. We don't vote for Republicans in Houston, and they already know that. So that whatever happened uh, on Election Day, it wasn't because there was nothing that uh, the Democrats did wrong. It was all Republicans. They're the ones didn't want the people to vote. Exactly. They're the ones who made things more difficult. Uh, you, what, you want to add? You are uh, exactly on point. And the language that these folks are using to challenge the election is they're saying that their voters were disenfranchised or, or uh, 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 suppressed, that there was voter suppression. When these are the people who actually passed the legislation, they're masters at voter suppression. It's what they do. So don't come at me telling me that you um, are complaining about voter suppression. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and study whining about it. You lost, move on. Stop being a crybaby. Exactly, <laughs> Wayne. Exactly. You're absolutely right, Wayne. Look. Uh, hey, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is what's going on in Washington. Oh, my God. Lost. He lost a 12th one, brother. He, he just got torn down a 12th time. Yeah, but, 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 but I want to talk about one of those things he said he was going to give to the, to, to the people if he got elected. And that was this. Uh, one one vote to to get rid of the speaker, the speaker of the house. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, why have a speaker of the house at all? Well, the way it works is as follows. What he means is that he'll get one vote to vacate, right? In other words, they can do one. One person can call for a vote. It doesn't mean that he'll win the vote. It just means he can disrupt sub, disrupt operation by calling for a vote. And the funny thing about it, it's interesting because all Democrats, once he calls for a vote, all Democrats will vote against the Speaker, and it then only takes four Republicans to get rid of the Speaker. The kicker is, can they then reinstitute a new Speaker because the dissension is going... I mean, they are talking about having a Congress that is non-functional. You want to add to that, um, uh, John? So uh, on t it's you're exactly right about the way that this dynamic is playing out. But then you also got to look at this. This dude has been so spineless and been willing to give all these major concessions, but has not gotten a single vote in return. Yes. And so, you know, people can complain about Nancy Pelosi all they want to. That woman knows how to count votes and she knows how to whip on an issue. And. And that's the thing is if you're going to give the concessions, you only do that in exchange, right? You have to have yes. this deal got to go both ways. So if this guy somehow ended up being the Speaker of the House, he would be so uh, feckless and indecisive. They would be com completely ineffective. Absolutely. So, Wayne. I, I, would say, I would say he would be gutless. Yes, and, and, and there's a there's a couple of other words I could use, but <laughs> we're on air, we're on air, we're on air, we're on air, brother Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a couple of other words I could, but I'm not going to say them. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But but spineless is is a. The, the, the nicest one I can use on really. Brother Wayne, I appreciate you. I appreciate your calling in as usual. You have a wonderful rest of your day, okay, sir? And have a great weekend. And get, get rid of that cold. All right, let's go to Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. A word from a voter to a possible uh, office seeker. Yeah, oh, we're not looking, oh wow. We're not, looking for, we're not looking for you to be bombastic. 
you say you're not bombastic, that's good. Rush Limbaugh was bombastic. Half or more of the Republican roster in Washington, D.C. are bombastic. Boebert, Scott Perry, Matt Gaetz, Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, these people are not only bombastic, they are criminals, and they know it. When they're lying in bed at, uh, at night waiting to fall asleep, they know by themselves that they have committed a crime. They know that they have been directly or indirectly involved in insurrection against their own country, amongst certain others who have done financial crimes and all kinds of other graft and corruption that should be illegal. So what we want you to do when you're running for office is not to be bombastic, but be realistic. Be straightforward. Be candid. Be unafraid, unapologetic, i.e. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Rashida Tlaib. Follow them in real time. Yeah, and answer directly. Bernie doesn't hold any punches. He asks a que- uh, You ask him a question, and he says no. He doesn't but he beat around the bush like the Bushes do. He's direct. <laughs> That's what we want to see in Democrats. We're tired, sick and tired of Democrats being like the centrists are, who take corporate dark impact money. They're useless to us. Issue corporate money and raise your money the old-fashioned way. Earn it. Door-to-door retail politics. Let me, let me give the rep a chance to answer then you. Go ahead, rep. Then you're free to be honest. That's all I have to say. Thank you so kindly, Johnny. You, 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 you know, you always leave it on the table, sir. So you're, uh, if I can speak to that, you're actually speaking my language, and um, I'm not a lifetime politician. I just got into this as an anti-Trumper, so I started as a political activist in 2017, and in 2018 is when I decided to run for office. Like I said, I'm an engineer from the oil and gas industry, and I'm a political activist, so while I'm diplomatic in language, I I speak the truth to power, brother. I <laughs> <clears throat> and I will get unelected before I'll cross my own values. So you'll hear me be vocal on the issues. You'll hear me go after the folks who are being phonies and fakes. And you'll hear me about um, uh, campaign finance reform for sure. You know, I, I don't feel like I owe anybody anything except for the alliances that I have made. So if... Um, like I take money and support from labor, from the teachers, from the animal rights folks, from, you know, a broad spectrum, but all people who I line up with. So if the teachers union rep comes in my office and says, here's a bill that's coming to the House floor and this is our position on it, I'll be like, I got your back. You're the teachers. You're the people that brought me here. That's why I'm here. But that I'm beholden to those folks and I'm beholden to the people in my community. So I'm also willing to cross party lines if it's for my community, for the people that I actually represent. And that's my job. Which is that uh, exactly right. Let's go to Ron from Liberty. Come on in, Ron. How you doing, Ron? Hey, I'm doing great, Egberto. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, Ron is from Liberty. These guys have done some great work for the parties in Liberty. They are making sure to seed nobody at all, to seed the, the district to nobody. Come on in, Ron. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm uh, really interested in this topic. Um, we in Liberty County, uh, I think, are representative of some rural counties, if not all, in that we share a need for health care. We're blessed living right between Houston and Beaumont to have access to urban health care, both in Baytown with Sanderson and Methodist and Houston, of course, and Life Flight and yada, yada, yada. Also, Beaumont has excellent health care. We have been blessed since the 1950s with our own hospital. 
and it's still running in the same building that was built in the 50s. Um, originally, we had, I'll not go into a long history, but originally we had a hospital named Mercy Hospital uh, that was run by a Catholic uh, nunnery, and it closed its door, and when it closed, a lady named Yeti Kirstings built a hospital, and that was then taken over and managed by a hospital district board. That board has been effective. Uh, lots of community leaders have been on the board for throughout the years. But today, radical Republicans have been condemning that board and fighting against an attempt by that board, a very reasoned attempt, given free land, to build a new hospital. And the bond issue was totally defeated. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold one second, Ron. Help me yes. out here. Uh, this is all nonprofit, correct? Yes. And well, you, you acquired land and you're attempting to build a hospital with nonprofit dollars, true? Correct. correct. And However, the hospital is now managed by a for profit organization. But the entity, the hospital board, is a nonprofit. Why did you choose to have a, a for profit? entity run weren't there nonprofit entities to run your hospital i can't answer that i'm not on that board got you but i know that it has been managed effectively and well i've met i know all the people that uh, are in the executive level at the hospital and have make it a point to know them that's where i get my health care and what is that what is the what is the argument that the republicans in your area are making why they're against building that new hospital it's primarily and I mean primarily, a no new taxes argument. It's as simple as that. Do you know but anything about that, uh, Representative? Hold, hold one second, Ron. I want, I want, to, I want to, uh, John to chime in here, Representative. So we're actually seeing the same thing. Uh, my area, District 135, is northwest Harris County. So I'm, I'm on the northwest side of Houston, and we're all unincorporated. And so our... Uh, fire department and ambulance service, uh, fire department and EMS, is part of a special service district, emergency services district. And uh, while this is run off a combination of our sales taxes and property taxes, the amount of property tax that goes to uh, 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 finance our fire department is a really tiny, tiny percentage of the property tax that homeowners pay. And we got some conservative right-wing nut jobs got themselves elected to the board of commissioners, which is basically a volunteer board that uh, get elected kind of like school board mm -hmm. or, or right. whatnot, something like that. <clears throat> and their whole platform was, we're going to give you tax relief. Well, there's not substantive ground there. I mean, the amount of our tax that goes for the fire department is a tiny percentage and they want to cut that. But what is the result of that is that, we won't have the funds for the fire department to operate fully and to expand into the areas where our population is just exploding out there. And so it's kind of, it sounds like an echo of what you're talking about, right-wing conservatives trying to make a political name for themselves about being fiscally conservative and we're going to save your taxes and no new taxes or whatever. But at the same time, they are screwing over our, our public safety and our health services. Go ahead, uh, Ron. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I do think it is a, a something out of a playbook. I don't know whose playbook it is, but it is, uh, uh, I think, universal throughout the uh, rural counties and statewide. I agree with you, uh, and I think, these, I think these folks are um, – are really uh, I, what I think what they're doing is they're developing their their backbench for political runs, and so these people are trying to um, uh, line their resumes with conservative bona fides so that they can run right. for different offices. Ironically, when right. when when the fire department fails, when the hospital system in in Liberty County, which is where you're at, run fails, you would think that they would have a direct finger to point at those people who instituted those policies to prevent your hospital to prevent the fire department from being funded right you would think so so i mean so so ron um is this uh is this something that's been written about uh spoken about uh to 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 put the fire under those particular republicans because absent you telling me about that i knew nothing about it well it's been publicized in in a a fine online uh, magazine called mm-hmm. daily called blue bonnet news which covers liberty and in particular um all of liberty county including north liberty county uh northwest liberty county up near you is there a good uh, write-up about it uh ron that that explains it in detail what's going on yeah quite a few could you do me a favor uh, ron this is important because i th- i think a lot of these things aren't covered by our mainstream media because again they are owned and bought all right. So if you'd send me totally. some links to info at politicsdoneright.com so that we can try to get some exposure in the in the blogging community, in the independent media community, I community. This these are things that we are here for and the things that we are supposed to do. And absent you calling in and telling somebody like myself about this, I would know nothing about it. So please go ahead and send something to info at politicsdoneright.com. And I'd I love totally to, agree. Yeah, I'd I love totally to, agree. And you've inspired me to write something up to just stir something up in this off year. Yes, we we, we need to we need to revisit this, brother. Let me tell you what what else we have to do. And I I, I spoke to this in the group. I told uh, the group that I spoke to on Wednesday we all have to become bloggers and bloggers. And it, some took that aback. And I said all it means is that in every article that you find online where it has a message box. You must right. put the message of truth in there. You must tell the story in there. And the, the great thing about the Internet is then it indexes everything. So you're, then you exactly. have an exploded voice. Anything else you want to add, Rob? Please do send me the links, info at politicsandright.com. Anything else you'd like to, to talk about, uh, Ron, before we, go, we move yeah, on? One, one brief thing, uh, and that is I'm looking at my tax bill for mm-hmm. this year in light of the representative's comments. Uh, my total taxes are thousand and thirty dollars, and that's a good reason to move to Liberty, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my hospital district tax that we're oh so worried about increasing by maybe twenty percent, forty two dollars. Wow! So it's about a six dollar increase or so. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> Ridiculous. So that's that's. Uh, so I I want to comment on this because you've touched on a couple of things. The first thing is these things that are happening in these um, in these micro spaces. So you're talking about a hospital in Liberty County. I'm talking about uh, emergency services district in House District 135. 
you know, and we and we can talk about the school board, you know, on the on the east side of Houston, on the west. These are not isolated incidents. It's right. all the same thing. They're all connected. And what happens is mainstream media avoids some of them, maybe because of their corporate sponsors, maybe because these are uh, uh, too local, too micro local to cover. But in the context that they're all connected, those things should be talked about. Stitched together. And we all we need to stitch them together into a story. Exactly. Remember, everybody thinks right. story, right? So we have to stitch them together. So please, uh, thank you so kindly for calling, Ron. Please remember to give us one, a... Go ahead. One, one more thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, with regards to similar uh, situations, that is taxes. No new taxes. Right. The school district of Cleveland up in northwest Liberty County on U.S. 59, is the fastest-growing school district in the state of Texas. Wow. And wow. Needs, needs needs expanded space. They're still using Quonset huts built in the 1970s and 80s. Wow. And a, a very reasonable school bond wow. item for expanding space, expanding teachers, expanding supplies, expanding buildings was voted down. Same wow. damn reason. Uh, well, we're similarly, similarly in Liberty, the city of Liberty Independent School District, we proposed a school bond issue for developing school, the school district to upgrade resources, yada yada yada, and it was voted down. Same issues. Let me no new. Text. Let me tell you something, and that's a lot of folks didn't vote their interest. Let me thank you so kindly for calling, Ron. I'm going to have to uh, go on because there are a few things You're I want welcome. to close out with. Thank you so kindly for calling. Please send the info info at politicsonright.com. Anyway, uh, let me let, let me just say something here. Okay, this is important. Um, first of all, uh, those people who need you to be uneducated, in other words, they need you to be not so smart to understand how things work because we you understand how things work it means that you are going to vote in your own interest you vote in your own interest then our wealth is distributed more equitably all right so remember that remember what ron said remember what each caller said today and remember what our honorable representative have been saying here today um folks re please remember the prison show tonight friday at 9 p.m check out the prison show today at kpft 9 p.m. I want I, before I, I I know I have some time, but I want to thank uh, Kevin and Rod and and of course the one and only Stuart in in the house uh, who who are keeping things going here. Um, I'm not I, I I want to say this Sam because we 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 have a a a a politician in the house. Not only is he a politician in the house, but one that is next to the people. All right. How, based on your interaction with other politicians in the state, how best can we have people power and not corporate power? I know, I know you don't speak the language all the time about corporate power, this as a previous oil man and all of that. I have nothing, I have no problem with, with, with the oil industry at all. I have problem with it being unequitably, unequitable. How best for the people listening today to actually have an effect on the politicians that are going to be 
writing laws that affect your lives in Texas? So it's a good question. I get asked this a lot. The very first thing that you want to do is find out who represents you. And you can do that. You can go online, who rep, uh, just Google who represents me, Texas. There's a little form you can fill out. It gives you all your state legislator, state senator. Know who they are. And then let them know who you are. All right. Write, um, you can write emails to us. You can call us at our offices. You know, you can... Um, you can come to the Capitol. Uh, our doors are open. That that Capitol building is your building. It's not our building. It's your building. And we are here to serve. And anyone in these positions who don't think that they're here to serve the people, they need to get unelected. So make sure that your voice is heard. No matter what the issue is, you can call our office. You can talk to staff in the office. If you call uh, most of us. You could actually book time, come visit me in my office. I make time for constituents. When they come in, I meet personally with you. But make your voice heard when we keep track of all that stuff. And so there actually is an automated system that we use. When you voice your opinion on an issue, we get lists of people that voice their opinion. So it becomes a hot topic if you and your friends. So get folks to... Um, to call us, to visit us. If you write a personal note on email, like if you write to me, I'll respond personally. But make sure that you know who your representatives are and then make sure you let them know who you are and what you want. Look, folks, we still have, Americans still have one person, one vote. Whether you are the CEO of a company or you're an individual citizen, it is that the CEO has enough advertising budget to make you believe that you are worthless, that to make you believe that you cannot effect change. The reality is you have a vote, use it. And not only do you have a vote, now if you notice what Ron said, if you notice what, how he spoke about uh, issues being voted down by the community, right? And you say, well, those, that's, the, that's their vote. That's not their, that's not their informed vote. That is their manufactured vote by a plutocracy who directs them as puppets. Watch, it is our responsibility as caring, responsible citizens of this country, of this state, of this district, of this county, for us not to look at those who may be voting against their own interests, but to engage those who are voting against their own interests with stories that explain, as Ron did, what the people will be suffering in his Liberty County by not having that new hospital built, which has been running, according to Ron, efficiently. Our uh, honorable state representative here tells the story of the district, the fire district, that isn't going to be funded because of the false notion of a tax uh, of, of a greater tax liability than would really be. Uh, John, you know how I end all of my programs. I always ask you to tell me something that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you, something that you want to tell the audience that I didn't ask you to confer to the audience. So the one thing uh, you did not ask me on the show today was if I have a personal um, 
something, an issue that's dear to me personally that I'm going to be advocating for. Because while I'm a progressive and I'm going to have a full progressive slate, I have got a couple of things that I am going to try to forward in this session. The first is to separate, is in public education, to separate uh, the funding from the standardized testing. The money, the dollars that go to your school districts should not be dependent on the test scores of children in schools. That's the first thing, and I'm doing that. Uh, in, I'm going to go on a crusade in the name of my deceased father who uh, died last year, a lifetime educator, railed about standardized testing. And the other thing is to go after community violence. We need to establish a statewide office of community violence intervention and prevention to, to use data-driven solutions to help reduce violence in our societies and our communities. Well, look, I, I want to thank you for being on Politics Done Right because we couldn't do it with having state representatives like yourself who are out there really making a difference. You went from engineer to politician. <laughs> I, you know, I used to say a long time ago, engineers will always make great politicians. And the reason why is you do the numbers. And the fact that you do the numbers says a lot. So thank you so kindly for having been thank here on so Politics much. and Right. And folks, I want to uh, say a hello and thank you for all our, our chat Folks on the internet, J.P. Wall, Paul Fleming, J. Uh, May Wood, Lee Grant, Just Me, uh, Alistair Waters, uh, Diggs BTW, uh, and all and May Wood, all the others. Thank you so kindly for the chat and listening and and offering your advice. Uh, we are going to be out of here, but once again, I want everybody to realize you are. I don't. Nobody can empower you. You empower yourself. You make sure that you use that vote that still exists and also make sure to educate yourself so that we stop voting against our own interests. We can do it. Don't, no despair. We can do it. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank John Rosenthal, State Representative of 135 in Texas, for being here with me. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.